Hi, I'm Jasmine Smothers, and I'm the lead pastor of Atlanta First United Methodist Church in downtown Atlanta, Georgia. At Atlanta First, we exist to worship, serve, grow, and engage. And I want to invite you to some opportunities to worship, serve, grow, and engage this week. But first, I want to share with you that today has been a somber day and a day of celebration in the city of Atlanta. We have laid to rest our very own Atlanta, one of Atlanta's favorite sons, Congressman John Lewis. As a child who grew up in this city um, and was raised by the civil rights giants in Southwest Atlanta, um, this day has been quite difficult. If I'm telling the truth, it has been a difficult day as we mourn uh, the loss of our giants. And as we look forward with hope, to see what God is going to do and how God is going to use us to continue the legacy of Congressman Lewis in this city and beyond. We give thanks for the life of Congressman Lewis. We give thanks for his family and we lift his family in prayer, especially his son, John Miles. And we give thanks that God has given us such a life as John Lewis. Now we have work to do. That's what Congressman Lewis would say. He would say that we have work to do and we do. There's so much to be done. And some of that can be done through the ministry of Atlanta First United Methodist Church. Our engaged ministry is doing incredible work, making masks, uh, collecting hand sanitizer, and, um, and making sure that that is distributed among our community. Our serve team has uh, given out toiletry kits, those masks, and hand sanitizer to those in our community who are in need. They have been doing that on Wednesdays during our 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 summer concert series and we give thanks for how our engage and our serve ministries are working together to be the hands and feet of Christ in this city and beyond. Now their work is only made possible because of your gifts, because you donate masks, because you donate fabric, because you donate a hand sanitizer and toiletry kits and the dollars and cents that allow us to do this work in the middle of the city at the intersection of downtown and midtown Atlanta. And I want to encourage you to keep that generosity up and even to consider stepping up that generosity as we move into a school year that is like no other school year we have ever seen. The need in our city is great. It is deep and it is wide. And we, the people of Atlanta First United Methodist Church, are called to make a difference in this community and in this world for such a time as this. So dig deep and give generously toward the ministry and mission that is going forth through Atlanta First United Methodist Church. I want to invite you to grow this week as well. You are serving well, you are engaging well, and now I want to invite us to grow deeper together and with God and um, to grow in new ways. We are kicking off a new uh, Sunday school 
small group this week, a Sunday school class. Um, I'm facilitating it and it is held via Zoom. It's virtual. You can call in or you can log in and see the videos and, and friends, friendly faces and familiar faces and new faces uh, from around the country as we learn and dig deep and grow closer to God together. This Sunday, we will start a new series called Simon Peter, The Flawed But Faithful Disciple by Pastor Adam Hamilton. This series dovetails perfectly with our new sermon series on leadership this week. And I want you to have an opportunity to put these two tools together to grow in our faith so that we can live our faith out loud. So you can get the login information in the emailed version of Thursday Thoughts or by emailing grow at atlantafirstumc.org. For those of you who were in our Sunday school class for our last season on Three Simple Rules, this is a new login, so please be sure that you get that information. And as we continue our Sunday this week, we will kick off a new sermon series on leadership called Follow the Leader. We know that so many times in leadership and at a time like this, when some of us wonder who is the leader we should be following or what should my leadership look like in such a time as this, we will look at the resistance that comes along with leadership, resistance to leadership and resistance as a responsibility of being in leadership. So join us Sunday as we look at the gray Old Testament story of Jacob wrestling and we learn what it means to practice resistance in and through leadership at such a time as this. We will also confirm our youth, our confirmands who have been studying since January to um, become full members of the body of Christ and of the church. They have learned what it means to follow God. They have learned the tenets of our faith, both that's as Christians and as United Methodists. And we are so excited to celebrate this high and holy moment with our youth on Sunday. All of this happens at 11 a.m. And I know that you will want to be there live. So sign in to the live stream through our website, atlantafirstumc.org live or through Facebook or YouTube live so that we might worship together. We might receive what the Holy Spirit has for us and we might receive these young people into the full life of our church and our faith. Hello Atlanta First, happy Thursday. Uh, this concludes our last reflection in the series of the Pixar movie Inside Out that Pastor Jasmine has led us through over these past weeks. I must admit her last sermon has an excellent summary of how all our emotions can work together and ultimately return us to joy. As Pastor Jasmine worked through her sermon text, I was captured by the fact that the joy is a gift from God and that joy works with each of our emotions to help us get back on track. I love the reminder that Pastor Jasmine stated and that is in the scripture, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And from that strength, joy works with us 
where we're sad to strengthen us because sadness can zap our energy to the point we can lose hope. So we need the strength. Also, joy works with us when we have fear. Joy works us with us to push us because we have been afraid and we want to stay in our comfort zone and not step out into God's given future that is possible for all of us. When we have anger, joy works to empower us to love because it is hard to be angry and joyful at the same time. Joy also works with disgust so that we can put ourselves in other spots or in that particular thing we're disgusted at and develop some compassion. And through the eyes of compassion, we can develop tolerance. And from tolerance, we can see them and it through God's eyes. As Pastor Jasmine concluded her sermon, the key component to returning to joy is worship. If we are able to allow joy to work with our feelings of fear, anger, sadness, and disgust, then we can worship. One of the songs that I love to sing in our choir, and I just love to listen to it, is the song, When the Saints Go to Worship, by Donna Lawrence and the Tri-City Singers. The words go like this. When the saints go to worship, that's when the King of Kings shall come in. When the saints go up in praise, that's when the Spirit shall inhabit this place. When the saints get on one accord and begin to bless the Lord, then the King who is strong and mighty, oh, the King who is mighty in battle, yes, the King of glory shall come in. Yes, we can be delivered from our fear by simply doing it afraid. We can be delivered from our anger by simply placing our compassion in the same space of the object that we're angry. And we can realize that there, but by the grace of God, go I. When we are disgusted, we can be delivered by simply looking through the eyes of God and not seeing disgust, but seeing something or someone that is created by a loving and generous God. Yes, worship is the key to our joy. I know whenever I feel down or I'm experiencing any kind of emotion, if I could only get to worship or place where I worship God, these emotions are able to come back into my control and I can see through the eyes of God, which is love and compassion. Joy has returned in our character, Riley, because she realized when she let joy work with all of her emotions and she places her emotions in the proper place, it sustains her and she can let joy direct her emotions and embrace the changes that caused her to be distressed. I have loved this movie and I have enjoyed the sermons in this series. So as I say, when I lead worship and when I'm leading worship as a pastor, I say to my congregation, may God go before you to lead you, behind you to protect you, beside you to comfort you, and beneath you to lift you up. Thank you all for allowing me to do my reflections. It has been a joy and I hope that it has been helpful to each of you who are listening. May God bless you. 
Finally, I want to share with you some information from our leadership team and our reopening task force. Today, they are releasing the phase plan that they have been working on, that we have been working on together for a couple months now. This plan is our roadmap uh, or our blueprints to reopening our building, the sanctuary and other parts of our building for the public and our community at large. You can view an emailed version, a, a PDF version of this in the emailed uh, Thursday Thoughts this week, but I just wanted to let you know quickly um, what's going on. We have been in phase zero, right? Um, if you look at the CDC and the city of Atlanta, phase zero is when the virus is just out of control. And on Sunday, we're transitioning to phase one. That still means that transmission of the virus is strong, and yet we feel as if we can gather small group, a small group to uh, stream live from the sanctuary with the necessary precautions. We'll be wearing masks, we will um, be washing our hands regularly, wearing gloves, some will be wearing gloves, face shields, uh, social distancing together. While we cannot open the sanctuary to everyone who wants to come, we will begin, uh, the essential worship team members will begin to live stream the worship service from the sanctuary again this summer. We will remain in phase one until it is safe to move to phase two. And so when we get closer to phase two, I'll talk with you more in detail about phase two. So join in uh, this Sunday uh, on the live stream uh, from the sanctuary. And we pray that you will receive this information in the way in which that it has uh, intended to be presented. It has been prayed over. It has been thought through, it has been anguished over, and um, it is now presented to you so that you might know some of what to expect ahead. Friends, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. There are so many things going on in our world. There are so many reasons to be grumpy or afraid or angry or lonely or sick and tired of being sick and tired. And we serve the most high God. We serve the most high God who has never left us nor forsaken us, who leads us every step of the way and who guides us even when we don't want to be guided in the way that the Holy Spirit would lead us. We feel about the same way about opening the sanctuary. We would love to throw open the doors and invite anybody and all who would come as soon as possible. And if it were possible and healthy and safe, we would do it this Sunday, but it's just not. So we will make this small step and see how it goes. Now, I want to tell you that the phases are, it's not linear, okay? Um, if the numbers continue to go up and we continue, and if we get notice that it is not safe for us, even that small group to gather in the sanctuary, we will go back to phase zero, which we have been in for the past few months. 
And when we know through our public health officials, through our state and local government, through our United Methodist leaders, our task force, and our leadership team, that it is safe to move to phase two, we will move to phase two. With the progression right now, um, I want to prepare you that phase two will probably not come as quickly as we all want it to. So I'm asking you to be in prayer. I'm asking you to be patient. I'm asking you to love your neighbor enough to work the plan and plan the work. So I can't wait to see you on Sunday um, via live stream as we kick off this new series together and to see what God is going to do in our midst at this time in the life of our ministry, of our community, and of our world. Finally, I want to leave you with some words today um, from an op-ed that Congressman Lewis left us as a gift uh, in the New York Times. He wrote this near the end of his life and um, he said uh, he gave it as a gift to the New York Times that it was to be published on the day of his funeral. I encourage you to read this in totality, but as we close these Thursday thoughts, I want to share these words with you. Though I may not be there with you, I urge you to answer the highest calling of your heart and stand up for what you truly believe. In my life, I have done all I can to demonstrate that the way of peace the way of love and nonviolence is the more excellent way. Now it is your turn to let freedom ring. When historians pick up their pens to write the story of the 21st century, let them say that it was your generation who laid down the heavy burdens of hate at last and that peace finally triumphed over violence, aggression, and war. So I say to you, walk with the wind, brothers and sisters, and let the spirit of peace and the power of everlasting love be your guide. May it be so. Amen.